This is Ed Cohen, your broadcast host of Global Radio Talk Show.com, a news service of GlobalHRNews.com. I'm based in San Diego, California, and our special guest today, Rob Fletcher, is coming to us today from London. Let's welcome Rob. Hello. Hi, Ed. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's uh, an absolute honor, and um, I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you. Well, that's the honor. is mine. We've known each other uh, for a number of years and a number of role-playing, and um, I, I wish you well as you uh, launch uh, with a partner, Heart Relocation. Tell me uh, why you... Uh, and your partner came up with the name Heart. So it's uh, we'll, we'll kind of cut a long story short. We we wanted to to create a company that that put something back that we felt was missing in in the global mobility space right now. Something that perhaps kind of existed in the past. Um, and actually, I have to give credit to the name to my 12 year old daughter, because when we were talking to her about our company and what we wanted to do and, and how we felt about it, she said, so you just want to do stuff with heart then. And it kind of stuck instantly that we're just heart relocation. So, uh, so I, Liliana, my 12-year-old daughter, gets absolute credit for, for the name. So uh, so do you remember that Hollywood theme song in the past, You've Got to Have Heart, All You Really Need Is Heart? Man, we have a massive playlist of heart-related songs that we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right, so uh, how do you feel about Brexit? Yeah, you know, Brexit in, in, is... In terms of uh, the global relocation industry. Sure. I, I think, you know, Brexit has been something that we've had quite a long time to get used to, to be honest with you. Uh, so we've we've kind of had three years of preparing for it and, and not really knowing what it's going to be. Um, I think now, obviously, following the election, uh, it, there's, there's a much clearer path. Um, and it, it's what it's going to do is just change the world. But it's not necessarily going to make it any any worse um i think you know everybody everybody fears change a little bit but but change is sometimes good and we'll just end up at, at a new normal i think people will still uh, relocate the uk still needs talent from from overseas to come in uh, and i think english talent british talent still needs to go to the rest of the world so i, I don't think it's going to change it's just going to change how we do things i i think Okay, what about inbound? Do you think it will impact the inbound relos? Uh, you know, I think from from a European perspective, um, once we go through the transition period and whatever the immigration regulations look like following that, uh, it may have an impact on certainly the movement of Europeans and, and their ability to kind of just come and work here in the UK. Um, you know, immigration is a big topic in the UK. It seems to be a focus for a number of people. But but I think, you know, ultimately, the, the government is running a business, the business of the UK, and, and the business needs talent to move around to wherever and from wherever. So I'm sure they'll create an environment 
environment where you know the right talent has a reasonably easy access uh, to, to to the UK market. So, uh, Rob, if I can ask you a couple of uh, business uh, minded questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you work for some uh, large organizations over the years uh, that I'm familiar with, uh, and you're much more, of course, familiar than I am. But um, So how are you going to compete with these people? What's different? So, so I think that the, the main differentiator or, or one of the main differentiators is, is trying to kind of do things with a bit more heart, forgive the pun, but I, I see, you know, with the rise of technology, which I, you know, fully embrace, and I think technology is a really important part of of our business going forward. But but there seems to be a drive to 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 kind of follow that path almost to the exclusion of all else. And you know, when I was talking to to customers, uh, both existing and, and potential customers, you know, one of the messages that was coming back to me really clearly was that that there was something missing, something particularly in relation to to the more senior executives who've become used to a a level of service in their in their day to day lives, you know, in their private lives. Even you know when they go on vacation, they don't travel. You know the the cheap airline; they travel first or business. They stay at fine hotels. They come to expect a certain level of service, and that somehow seemed to be missing from the programs that were being managed by by their providers. And and we felt well, maybe there's a space for us to go and do something a little bit more um, bespoke, a little bit more concrete edge a little bit more proactive in terms of communication uh, and making sure that our consultants you know aren't inundated with 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 files have enough space to actually take care of the people that they're looking after so when you have uh, consultants does that mean dscs sorry could you uh, maybe you need to yeah, explain that one uh, to me <laughs> uh, dsc a uh, destination services okay right yeah so so really what i'm i'm talking about here is our, our consultants the the assignment management team um you know I, i've worked as you've mentioned in other organizations and that sometimes some of those global assignment consultants have quite significant caseloads which which doesn't help them be proactive and and really kind of get engaged with the employee even to the level that they themselves may like so we want to kind of reduce that when it comes to the destination services the services that are being offered um you know there there are two schools there's the the companies that have their own capability so it stays kind of in network in 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 brand and there are other companies that look for partners in all of the locations around the world where they deliver service so we're going to fall into the latter of those but again the way that we engage with our partners um, is is more collaborative it's 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 more hands-on it's more heartfelt and and certainly the feedback that we're getting from those partners is really positive Um, and interesting Interestingly, there's a number of destination services consultants, companies, destination services companies out there who who have chosen not to work with some of the uh, relocation management companies because they just don't feel comfortable with it. But they're quite happy to work with us because we've kind of got a more personal feel to the way that we operate. Well, good for you. I wish you well. 
so let's talk about technology. What do you bring into the market here? And what are you doing to uh, implement data, tech, and stuff like yeah. that? I think it's a great question because technology, I, I'm not sure people have quite got their heads around what they actually want from technology other than, hey, we want technology. Uh, and I think when you look at it from a from a corporate client perspective, uh, you know, they're just data hungry. They, they want information and they want that information be to be delivered to them so that they can use it to start, you know, making plans and, 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 and deciding how they're going to, to deal with their, their assignee population. I think there's a a group of, of assignees that I, I use the word in inverted commas millennials who are kind of more app hungry, who want to do things through technology rather than, than interaction. But I think there's quite a large group of, um, dare I say, kind of older, um, more experienced uh, individuals who perhaps aren't quite so app friendly, um, not so technology focused, who, who want to experience kind of good customer service so i think the world needs a blend um and i in some of the blogs that i've i've produced recently we've talked about segmentation uh, and recognizing that it's pretty pretty hard to come up with a one size fits all mentality in this space simply because the kinds of people we move around not only are they different in terms of their demographics from from young graduates to more experienced older senior executives you know their personal circumstances are very different and their needs and challenges are very different and i think you have to be able to kind of react to that some people would be very happy working in a technology space others would be more comfortable working in a much more personal one-to-one space with an individual um and so i think you know you've you've got to kind of judge where you want your technology to be um recognizing the big data aspect but then being a little bit more flexible about how you apply technology through your population thank you for that that's really good so um i'm not going to ask you uh, to name some of your corporate accounts now but uh are they uh, larger companies, mid-market companies, uh, you're looking for startups? So, uh, you know, obviously, as you mentioned at the beginning, we're, we're fairly new to the market. And, and um, so we're kind of starting out on our journey. So the companies that have connected with us so far um, are by their nature somewhat smaller uh, organizations, although we, we're having a lot of interest from, from some of the bigger, certainly more well-known organizations that are, are, have kind of indicated that they felt there's a gap in their service delivery portfolio for their more senior uh, executives. So, so it's growing. Um, we're, we're busy, lots of, lots of conversations with folks right now. Um, and, you know, we, we recognize that our service offering is going to appeal to different people in different ways. So you know, we have one client that has said, you know, our general population, we have a provider. We're quite happy continuing with that provider. We just want you to look after our top 10% of talent that, 
that we move around and we're more than happy to, to, to help them with that. Um, we have another client uh, in the technology space that said, you know what, actually the experience that we give to the people that we move around is really important to us. So actually we want to use your service for our entire population. So again, it's, it's recognizing that, that each customer is slightly different, has different needs, different wants, and, and, and we can kind of be flexible in that space to, to find a solution for them. Okay, thanks. So what about the do-it-yourself thing? Uh, where do, how do you fit into all that? Uh, well, I, I guess we don't, <laughs> quite simply put. I think, you know, there are um, folks that will go and, and do the, you know, lump sum version and look for providers to, to provide support from that. It's not our space. Um, and, and I think, you know, we, we don't set ourselves out to operate in that space. We're, we're going to continue to focus on that much more, you know, niche market of, of, of senior executives who are getting support from their organizations that want them to be, you know, wholly looked after. So if, so I just got to play devil's advocate here for a second. So <laughs> let's say somebody, uh, the millennial, or even Z, uh, were given a bunch of money and say, uh, we want you here at a certain date. Uh, we recommend these apps, you know, but if you need somebody to give you some advice, call Rob Fletcher. You mm-hmm. know, would, would there be a role there that you could collect some revenue from uh, being a consultant to that kind of a situation? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I, you know, I have to remain uh, as a startup ultimately flexible um i think that you know the reality is would that person really want that kind of level of help if they've got access to to providers and apps uh, potentially um and if they wanted that help then it would come at a cost um which would be fair and reasonable um and certainly we would look to support anybody that's moving and i think you know we've we've thought about our space quite a lot and 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 a couple of the things that we've done that we think are different is we've we've taken a much more holistic look at the space that we operate in and recognizing that we move just more than just bodies and things we also relocate minds so in our programs we've built in a lot of wellness elements um, we've got um we've teamed up with a a, a company that that does um the, the psychologists that really help people understand what's going on as they go through move and you know when people move and have feelings um of loneliness or isolation you know we've got a team of people that can help them with that as well so there there may always be space for individuals um to access those services that aren't necessarily generally available in the mobility space so uh to what extent do you get involved with helping families with kids and schooling uh, pretty intensely. Um, I think, you know, of the majority of the assignees that we've, we've had thus far in, in our short journey, um, have been accompanied with, with kids. So they have children in, involved in the move. Um, so it, it, it seems, you know, most of them are, um, we've had probably of, 10% of individuals who are moving without kids or single, um, but the rest of them have all involved a family. Um, and children from, you know, young age kind of preparing uh, parents 
going to locations and thinking about schooling options, you know, one, two, three years down the road to others that have, you know, kids who are fairly well advanced at school and are looking for the right education system, the right education platform for them to, to, to get the best for themselves out of. Yeah, cool. Have you uh, heard of uh, a um, an author, uh, also consultant, uh, who helps uh, uh, families with kids being relocated? Um, no. Okay, I've got a referral for you. I could do it offline here. Okay. Um, and uh, she's a, a Brit. Okay. And and uh, we did a uh, talk show recording, and uh, her name is Carol Mobs, M-O-B-B-S. Okay. Yeah, go check it out on LinkedIn. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a reservoir of good information, and uh, I'll send you the link to the. Uh, radio talk show program that we did together. It's it's gotten uh, a few thousand hits. Brilliant, thank you. Yeah, yeah. She's a, called herself an expat expat life mentor and okay. consultant, but it's about uh, uh, focuses on on kids. Yeah, you know, and I think it's really important. And again, you know, going back to why we talked about Heart, why we set up Heart and why we kind of chose the name and how it came about, you know, there is lots of probably missed opportunities to to holistically look after people who are being relocated it's it's kind of turned into a a, a bit of a process and and we wanted to say actually we want to know about who you are as individuals and where we can help you um and and adding some of these more softer probably kind of not really considered as part of the mobility program you know we've also um produce some kind of body wellness um content as well so when when we we start working with an assignee um as part of our kind of continual um delivery of information and process at key points during the assignment uh, we've also got some 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 fitness tips in terms of you know things you can do when you're traveling with your kids to keep you kind of alert and happy uh, things you can do at your desk and there uh, we have a, a personal trainer who's also into yoga who's kind of developed some programs that people can do while they're sat at a desk or sat on an airplane just to try and kind of keep their bodies in tune as well uh, and i think you know all of these things are really important when you're looking after the 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 wellness of an individual as as we take them on what can be an incredibly challenging journey for them so um not to quote uh, platitudes or meaningless statements, but it sounds like uh, um, you're you're keeping the humanity in your service. It's all about the heart, Ed. And and again, I'm sorry. It kind of sounds a bit like I've kind of utilised the word again, but but that but that's the reality. It, it is about being 
thinking about the whole journey of the individual and not just about moving a body or moving their stuff or finding a house or finding you know schools for the kids there's more to a human being than that and i think that's the bit for us that we felt was missing in the world of mobility it be, it almost becomes slightly dehumanized um, and technology you know whilst i've said you know i'm fully embraced technology technology can also dehumanize this process a little bit um, and so this was really an attempt to put some of that humanity back in to what extent do you help people uh meet other people not that you're a dating service or something <laughs> like that or <laughs> but uh, uh heart to heart you know i mean how do you i mean a lot of people a lot of single people are moving now so, sure and you know and, yeah, and they and, yeah sure and I, I think again it's it's a great a great space <laughs> that 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 people don't necessarily kind of, of, of join into. Uh, I think there are lots of expat connection websites out there available for people to kind of connect through. Um, and for us at the moment, we're guiding people in that space. You know, as we're so new, it, it's hard because we don't have the volume of people that we've passed through our hands o- over a period of time that maybe some of our competitors have to try and draw some other connections. But but one of the things that we've been talking about with our partners um, um, around the world is is having some kind of community where where they can get connected and supported and and if somebody's arrived on an assignment and three months in are feeling a bit lonely you know is there something we can do to kind of get them a bit more engaged and and a bit more connected to to the local community and environment so it sounds like you're offering a, a four seasons level of service without the price tag uh, well, you know, it's it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I think one of the things that we've talked about is, you know, recognizing that in the world of mobility, different levels of people relocate. And, you know, when you talk about those, the graduate level people relocating for the first time, putting their hands up and saying, yeah, I want to go on assignment, you know, they're probably more than happy to to grab a suitcase, put a few hundred dollars in their pocket and and go sleep on a friend's sofa wherever it may be um and as that person progresses through their career and gets a husband or a wife has kids you know they're less likely to accept that level of 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 assistance they're going to want more you know they've come to expect more even in their personal lives and as i think i mentioned you know they don't travel budget airline and they don't stay in you know motels anymore they they travel first and business and they stay in you know four seasons hotels and so they've come to expect that level of service and i think you know that's really what we wanted to offer um you know i'm with my hand held high, I'm, I, we're not going to be the cheapest relocation company in the world, nor ever will we be. Um, you know, service comes with with a price tag, but we've tried to make that price tag you know, realistic and, and relevant. And I think s- some of the things that we can bring can also allow us to demonstrate cost savings to a customer so we can actually make our fee cost negative in in regard to them in terms of some of the other things that we can do to to help them with their costs and 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 saving money so uh what's 2020 look like for you busy nerve-wracking exciting and um yeah who who knows with where the brexit 
saga will end um so we're, we're still kind of you know on that journey but you know i think it's going to be a great year i think that you know people i'm talking to feel very positive about 2020 you know despite what's going on in the world i think people uh, you know have, have spent quite a lot of time kind of looking backwards and i think now i see more people looking forwards and and, and looking to the future well i'm people oriented and i see that you guys are too we've been talking with Rob Fletcher of heartrelocation.com. Thanks for being our very special guest today on globalradiotalkshow.com. It's really been interesting to hear your insight and your enthusiasm, Rob. I wish you well. No, Ed, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, as I said at the, at the start of the show, um, an honour to, to be invited onto your <laughs> to your show. And um, I, I hope, you know, that, that we've got um, a message across. We're, we're really excited about the future, and, and thank you for the opportunity you've given us to share that. The world will tune in. Heartrelocation.com. Rob Fletcher, thanks again. Take care. Thanks, Ed. Goodbye. All right. This is Ed signing off from uh, San Diego, California. Uh, and that was Rob in London. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ed. Bye-bye. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful day.